Oh, by the way, suck it, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Ooh. I am the doctor. This is my section. Earth is under my protection. Planet of Earth is Gallifrey. I've got two hearts. Your life is safe. Run into the master raw Missy. Come on, Alonzo. Alonzi. I am a time lord. No, I'm not rich. Twelve bodies of men. Now it's time for a switch. Don't look like that. I'm in great health. You were expecting someone else. Regeneration. Oh, such fun. When I say run, run, run. What's up, my boy? Peace and sanity. Sorry, mustache. Reverse the polarity. Sometimes I'm north, but always a limey, wibbly, wobbly, timey, wimey. Jump in the TARDIS. Go for a ride. It's bigger on the inside. Exploring all of time and space. Oh, what's that? Exterminate. Cyberman or Daleks, maybe. Would you like a jelly, baby? Time's ticking. We'd best go. A new adventure. Geronimo! I am fantastic. So are you. Best come with me. I'm Doctor Who. Get on with it. Welcome to a brand new episode of D4WH. I am your host, Peoples of the Universe. Please attend carefully. I'm Adam O'Sullivan. Joined as always by my co-host, you're my intellectual equal. It's Nakia Schutt. Oh, I... No, that's insulting. Isn't it? Why? Because you think I'm stupid? Yes. Oh, okay, absolutely. right. Absolutely. Sure. <laughs> Why? Have I have I hidden that fact from you at some point? <laughs> no. Oh, good. Good. I'd hate to think I was too subtle. <laughs> uh, how are you doing? Uh, I'm I'm not good, but I'm here. And I think that just showing up really is yeah. uh, nine-tenths of a podcast, isn't it? Yeah. And occasionally I'll say things like, oh. Oh, help me. Oh, no, please. I'm going to die. Yeah, yeah. That sort of stuff. Please welcome our guest. It's the host, Scott Driscoll. Hello, people. And the miscreant, Brad Daniels. They come to suck your blood. Oh, no, it's Brad How How are the two of you? Not again. I'm well, thank you. And how are you? I'm good, Brad. Uh, uh, Life is a broad tapestry of wonderfulness. (laughs) Oh, well, you can all just get fucked. I'm the only one in pain. Can you hear them all? Yeah, I'm lovely. Oh, I'm fabulous. I thought you'd be into that because you've just redecorated. Well, I have just redecorated. Uh, Yeah, but not with tapestry. Where's my broad tapestry of diversity in life. <laughs> well, there's the, the William the Conqueror tapestry that I'm doing at the moment. <laughs> oh, sure. You're making it? Yeah. Yeah. What is that called? The Bayou tapestry? Bayo. Bayo. That's it. Couldn't remember it. Scott Bayo tapestry. That's the right. Scott Bayo tapestry. Happy it's got days. Happy, happy days. days. Charles in it's charge. Care. It's got William the Conqueror. <laughs> Fonzie. Yeah. You should just get like the Bayo tapestry and replace all the faces with Scott Bayo. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he, he can be Chachi. King Harold with the uh, arrow in his eye. He's got Fonzie hitting a minstrel and he's like, hey. And the minstrel starts playing. You know, there's a reference. Is he on a bicycle? Is it a minstrel cycle? <laughs> yes. Ooh. These are some really current events that we're referencing <laughs> <Yeah>. here. <laughs> William the Conqueror, 1066, not that long ago. <laughs> Is, this is a time travel podcast. That's it? right. That is correct. I think I'd like to steal the Bayo tapestry and get someone to put the TARDIS in the background. Yeah. Oh, that would be good. Maybe we could do that. Oh, no, I can't do tapestry. Anyone here any good at needlepoint? <laughs> if anyone wants to help us with the heist of a century, please <laughs> let us know uh, and we will let the police know. That's right. Just a little TARDIS. Just a little, just a wee, a wee itty tardis. bitty TARDIS. Anyway, it's time to give it a D-whirl with Dr. Who in real life. In perhaps the biggest Doctor Who news of the year, <gasps> Russell T. Davies is returning as showrunner. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Yep, 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 yep. Back Ooh. to the well. Back oh, to the I'm well. I'm seeing the Kia's face here. Do we? Is there some? Is there a? There a story behind that face? Oh yeah, Russell T Davies and her hooked up, and they've yeah. never gotten together, gotten yeah. along ever since. Yeah, it's so. just unrequited love going on between <laughs> us. No, it's not that I have a problem with Russell. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a problem with you. <laughs> He's like, Nakia's not allowed on set. He took that bloody stalking order out on me and I've been pissed off at him ever since. No, look, it'll be good. It'll be interesting. I hope he doesn't uh, – I hope he's learnt from mistakes from the first time. I hope he brings the magic of the first time. But haven't we done this before? Yeah. Wouldn't it be like bringing David Tennant back as the doctor? I mean – Some people are keen for yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, but – you know, it's like it's like dating your ex boyfriend again, isn't it? Don't you think? Or your ex girlfriend? And fantastic because you know exactly what they're like. Woo! That's right, and it didn't work out the first time. But- <laughs> no, I hope in the first episode he brings the Slovene back. Woo! Baby, <laughs> let's do this. You hate the Slovene. I fucking hate the Slovene. If he brings the Slovene back, that that'll be my not not my doctor moment. Really? Not- that's the hill you die. Yeah, on. that's the hill I die on. If he makes the Slovene a doc the doctor, then. That's it, I'm done. What I'll be interested to see is all the people who hated him while he was the showrunner Mm. and then when Stephen Moffat was the showrunner were all nostalgic for RTD. (laughs) They're all going to crucify him again. So I just think if he gets another go, so is the Moff. I want the moth back after this. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's interesting that all these people are like, oh, the show's too woke now. Russell T. Davies will save it. It's like, you don't know what Russell T. Davies has been up to, have you? No, and also he brought a lot of woke elements yeah. in the first place. So, yeah. True, yeah. but he didn't ram it down our throats. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I've never felt like uh, that Doctor Who was ramming anything down my throat, really. Remember, sorry, I've 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 got my showrunners mixed up. Is Stephen Moffat is coming yeah, back? No, no, Russell no. T Davis. Russell T Davis. He did uh, Straight as Fuck. Wasn't that one of his yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. one of his shows? Yeah, yeah. It was a bunch of jocks who were like, "Yeah, we're straight as fuck." <laughs> <laughs> exactly, but he has the most wonderful pop culture references. In oh yeah, maybe I maybe really he'll bring back more Britney there. Spears. Yeah, <laughs> yes, please. Uh, yeah, so Russell T Davies was showrunner for 2005 to 2009, overseeing the return of the program. Jodie Whittaker still has one more year in the TARDIS, but her and Chris Chibnall's final episode will air in 2022 with three specials. Russell T Davies' return will be featured in 2023, although presumably he has already started working on it already, considering that Jodie has finished filming her role as the Doctor. So the old Chibnall. Yeah. Chibbies. Chibs. Chibs. Chinball as a- uh, Chris O. Chinball. Yeah. He uh, didn't hang around very long, did he? No. Well, I mean, when you had to deal with the hate from oh. so many people, why would you? Why would you fucking bother? Well, Seriously. that's because he brought a woman into the role. And had uh, people of colour write episodes for the first time How in the series. How dare he? How I know, dare he? I know. What was he thinking? What a prick. I know. <laughs> You're going to ruin it all with women. He is going to be there for four years in total, right? For Or did they take a year off? Or did it just seem like they took a year off? Uh, I think COVID forced. Yeah, they did take a year off. They had an episode at the start of the year and then took a year off. Yeah. yeah. So he's going to be three seasons. Four years. Four years and, and some specials as well. 
That's not a bad run. Yeah. That's not a bad run. And that's why we've been chanting four more years. <laughs> All four right. Four more years. Four more I years. I was wondering why you were wearing that red hat. For Trump. Yeah, yeah. He should be showrunner. <laughs> he should be. Oh, God, oh. what a great show that would be. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, it'd be uh, all about Trump. So what you've got to get here is the Daleks are going to come in <laughs> and they're the best Daleks we've ever seen. Yeah. Yeah. They're the bigliest Daleks. Yeah. Written by Trump. Directed by Trump. Starring Trump. And then I'm going to get rid of them and then the Doctor's going to die. Actually, if they bring Trump in as the Doctor, that's why that that way he could be from Rexacoricus Fallopatorium. <laughs> yes, he is a Slovene. That's the only way I would accept Slovenes back in the show, okay? Yeah. All right. Farting Trumps. Farting Trumps. I'll yeah, okay. Maybe Trump. less on the farting. Trumping Trumps. <laughs> Trumpeting Trumps. All right. Thank you. Back to our political podcast. <laughs> Fantastic. What about those politicians, eh? <laughs> Speaking of Russell T. Davies, he did bring back the master to the show. Am I right? Am I right? He did. And today we will be looking at the master, the doctor's close friend slash greatest nemesis. We will be ranking our favorite masters from their time on the show. We will only be looking at the Masters from the TV show. I haven't consumed enough, I don't know if anyone else has, uh, of the Big Finish audios or the novels yet, but- if we cover bits some, of, we can pieces, cover that in the future. Different, different masters there. But as yeah, there's well. quite a few masters in, in, especially in Big Finish. So mm. we'll we'll leave that for the moment, uh, and we're going to do the six main masters from the TV show. So we're looking at Roger Delgado, the first master who held the role from 1971 to 1973. Mm-hmm. Anthony Ainley from 1981 to 1989. Eric Roberts from the Doctor Who movie in 1996. John Sim from 2007 to 2010 with a cameo in 2017. Mm-hmm. Michelle Gomez from 2014 to 2017. And Sasha Dewan, the current master as of this recording. Although, new series is on the way. Who knows what's going to happen in that? Uh, and who was the last one? Who was the last one? Sasha Dewan. Sasha Dewan. Oh, hang on. Oh, okay. Sorry. sorry, I didn't give you time to uh, orgasm. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, God, yeah. We're not going to cover Peter Pratt and Jeffrey Beavers. No, Jeffrey no. Beavers is big finish, I thought. Uh, and so I thought that's what Peter Pratt was as well. No, no, they, okay. they both played the skeleton master. Okay, ah, and I have strong ah. thoughts on this because this that was my first master. Ooh, skeleton skeleton master. Yeah, skeleton, like the rotting the corpse master. The keeper of Traken. Yeah, well, before that, like Deadly Assassin and whatever he was in. Yeah. Because oh. I had no context. When I started watching Doctor Who, it was just the master was a rotting corpse in a <laughs> in a cloak and there was no I had no idea where he came from and that was the master. He was a spooky dead guy. So for me, that's actually very high up on my list. Wow. And no wonder you were so terrified of him. Uh, well, he was pretty freaky looking. Yeah, man. he was actually, wasn't he? It was good makeup. Oh yeah. Because you always I just always wanted the master to just die, but he could always grab another regeneration or, mm. you know, steal Nissa's father's body or, <laughs> you know, whatever else it was. You just lying around and suddenly the master's taken you. Yeah, so honorable mentions go to Peter Pratt, who played the master in The Deadly Assassin, mm. Jeffrey Beavers, who played the master in The Keeper of Tracken. Both actors have only played it in one episode on the TV show, although you know, Jeffrey Beavers has gone on for Big Was Finish. Was it one episode yeah, or one had. serial? Well, one serial, I'm sorry. Ha-ha-ha, yes. uh, technicality, I win! Oh, no. See you oh, later, well, everybody! Uh, thank Bye. you for joining us Suckers. and keep searching the sky for the doctors. Brad, oh, Why did Brad just drop a smoke bomb? <laughs> 
<laughs> Where's it gone? Where's Bradula gone? Ah, my Bradula. Oh, 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 oh. I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> it's the middle of the day, but it's completely dark in here. Uh, so, yeah, they're only in one episode, and I haven't seen those episodes, and, uh, you know, it doesn't seem fair to compare one episode versus many, although we are including the movie. Anyway, you the movie are was big budget. Uh, this, 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 this competition is rigged. That's right. <laughs> rigged. Uh, Eric Roberts, don't worry. I got you check in the mail. Oh. Thank you very much. And thank you, Brad and Adam. I have not seen a nerd off for a while, and I enjoyed that very <laughs> this much. This is what you've missed. This is why we started the podcast, so yeah. you can watch some nerds off, nerd offs. Uh, and the last one we will give honor- honorable mentions to is Jonathan Price, who played the master oh, in the comic yeah. relief sketch The Curse of Fatal Death, mm-hmm. written by Stephen Moffat. Yes. I did love that. He yes. would have made such a great master. <laughs> With his Dalek bumps. Well, and he was such a good baddie uh, in Game of Thrones. Etheric beam locators. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> They're Dalek bumps. Yeah. I did like that. Uh, but if we included him, we'd have to include the 20 different people who played the Doctor. So, yeah, we're not doing that. <laughs> no. It was great. It was fantastic. You know, maybe we'll cover it at some point. But at the moment, we're not going to include Jonathan Price Because I think he would be top of all of our lists. Actually, yeah, you'd be, you'd be right that he'd be number one. Yeah. Yep. This is so rigged. I just can't believe it. <laughs> so rigged. All right. You're in the pocket of Big Master. I can't believe I came across town for this. Uh, Much like the 2020 election, this entire thing is rigged, baby. Dominion rigged the booth. Do you want me to tell you who's the best? We worked it out earlier. Oh, okay. (laughs) In the pre-podcast. Yeah. Yeah. It's Jonathan Price. Even though he wasn't on the list, we still gave it to him. Oh, rigged, baby. What a twist. What a twist. Uh, All right. So we start off at number six. Uh, My number six is Anthony Ainley. Mm -hmm. Uh, A little bit of information. Anthony Ainley Ainley first appeared in The Keeper of Tracken as a scientist named Tremis before the master took over his body. As Nakia has mentioned many times before, Tremis is the father of the doctor's companion Nyssa, Mm -hmm. which probably made fighting him pretty awkward. Ainley was still playing the role of the master in the final aired episode of the classic series Survival, Mm. where the master and the doctor meet on the planet of the cheetah people, of course. Yes, yes. I am 100% behind you. (laughs) He put me off the master as a character. I don't know whether it was his betrayal or Mm. the way he was written, but he was not the doctor's intellectual equal. He was a dickhead who shrunk people and occasionally hypnotised them. I just just found him annoying. He had a great evil laugh, Mm. but, yeah. No. So obviously, obviously I've, I'm coming at it with a bit of a disadvantage because I've not watched a whole lot of classic episodes. I've mm. literally only seen one classic serial that has the master in it, mm. and that was an Anthony Ainley episode. Ugh. But based on what I've seen in that episode, heard from you, mm. yeah, I have to put An- Anthony Ainley at the bottom because he doesn't seem like he was used very well. It's interesting because, no. you know, we, we talk about in the new series of the 2005 series onwards, the master is like really uh, scary. scary and yeah. really good, and you think, "Oh, this is a you know, this is his nemesis." And then you watch an Anthony Ainley episode, and you're like, "What the fuck is this?" Yeah, it's just a doddering old man walking around. Yep, in the classic series, it'd be a master series, and the master'd be in the you know the episodes, and it'd be like. Bum, bum, bum. Yeah. Oh, may as well bring out a Cyberman. They're just a shit. <laughs> so I look. He was awful. He yeah. was. Awful. Uh, I actually agree. Oh, I agree. Okay. Anthony mm. Ainley is probably the oh, worst. This is a fucking rig. <laughs> Sorry, Brad. <laughs> I can't believe this. Oh, okay. You guys are the worst. We're ganging up on you. Okay, Brad, I, I really want to know who is worse, 
than Anthony. Okay. I have... Oh, look, it depends. How incendiary do I want to be? Oh. Go on, then. Okay. I've got some water here. I'll put you out. <laughs> uh, I'm actually going to put Derek Sims at number six. Oh. Oh, you mean John Sims? John Sims. Yeah. Derek, Derek Sims. Yeah. Derek Sims. Yeah. Derek Jacoby and John Sims no, together. John Sims at number six. And John Sims, not John Sims. Really? Do you think John Sims is... Sim? Is, Sim. Sim, sorry. <laughs> is worse... Than Anthony Ainsley. Absolutely. Ainley. John Sim, Anthony Ainley. There are no S's. There are no S's. I'm never going to meet him. As I was saying, John's Sims and Anthony's Ainsley. John Sims. (laughs) And his brother Derek. Serek. Serek. John Sim. Okay, great. You know, for me. This is just me. Sure. His portrayal has no nuance in it, whatever. He's just a crazy man. Okay. He's like, look at me. I'm Mr. Crazy Crazy. <laughs> like the one image I remember of uh, John's, like sticks in my mind, is when he shows up, he's been regenerated or something, and he eats a chicken. Yeah. And they show him like going, <laughs> eating a chicken. and says, is this what the master is now? Is he like Pac-Man fever or something yeah. like After that? Yeah, he was reincarnated yeah. with like the magic spell because they had his finger or something. Yeah. Yeah, I will, I will give you that. That the is a bit weird. And they brought him back. He was really poorly used. Yeah. The character was awful. But the one with uh, Michelle Gomez and Capaldi, I thought there was yeah. some nuance in that. Actually, and when he's when he's introduced in C- series three, I think I think he actually does have a lot of nuance because he's you know he's got the crazy megalomaniac. He's like being crazy. He's doing yeah. like a Joker thing. Then he's also like flirting with the Doctor. Then he's also like really evil, where he's like, no, don't don't tell me, don't tell me, I'll destroy everything. But I yeah. Anyway, I okay. I really so like- being crazy and evil is having levels. Yep. Okay. Fight me, fight me. Well, you you brought me onto this show. I'll fight (laughs) you. My my point is this. If if all the six masters and I had to face off off with them, Anthony Ainley would be the one that I would laugh and walk away because he's not scary. (laughs) The masters would laugh at him, being like... (laughs) What? What's if he that? didn't have his shrinky thing, he's nothing. And he would he would laugh at him. Yeah. He, ever, he laughs at everything. <laughs> yes. He's a great guy. He's got a great sense of humour. <laughs> he's a lot of fun to be around. This is what would happen is they would all go, hey, Anthony Ainley, what's your plan as a master? And he's like, what's your plan as the master? Because that's also my plan. It seems like, in, especially in the episode we saw, oh. the doctor turns up and Anthony Ainley is like, yep. This was my plan. It's like you didn't know the doctor was turning up. (laughs) This is your plan? You did not have a plan. Yeah, it seems like he doesn't have any plans whatsoever. He's not very threatening. Yeah. I would not. I would rather meet Anthony Ainley, and I'd just be like, "Fuck off." Okay. Well, then John re- Sims in an alley, who would fucking cut my head off. So. I remember his episode where Tom Baker died, uh, Legopolis. First of all, he comes across Tegan's aunt and a policeman, and just shrinks them. I can't remember him having anything except yeah. Yeah. I'll shrink them. You he talk does. a big game being evil, but if you start shrinking people, suddenly it's a joke. <laughs> <laughs> then he goes to Legopolis and he shrinks one of the mathematicians who are using their calculations to keep the universe stable. Yeah. And then he's like, oh, fuck, the universe is falling apart. I'm like, you're a dickhead. Yeah. He, so, he didn't. He didn't have long term plans. No. He he was very. I, I want to rule the universe. I'm going to start at this point, mm. but I haven't 
discovered what the steps are in between this point and rule the universe. Mm. So I'm just going to improvise. He wasn't good with the fine details, was he? No. <laughs> Bit of an ADD. There, I'm going to rule the world. Oh, where's that dog has a puffy tail? All right, number five on my list is Roger Delgado. Oh. Little bit of information about Roger Delgado. The master was introduced in 1971's Terror of the Autons, mm. where he helped the nesting consciousness to take over Earth. Yep. Delgado's master appeared mostly in the eighth season, returning for a single episode in both the ninth and tenth seasons. The master was supposed to return at the end of the eleventh season, but unfortunately, Delgado was in a fatal car crash yeah. in 1973. Yes, and they were going to then retire the character of the master in his honour. But wait, yeah. there's more. You may hear a... Mowing in the background, that's because suburbia, baby. At least that's not my husband. Yeah, at Colin. least, and as we know, as long as I point it out, it's totally fine. You can't complain about it. <laughs> that's right. It's just like a reverse harmonic uh, <laughs> device set up by the master to sabotage this podcast. And as you know, the only way to get the uh, lawnmower out of this recording is to use an anti-lawnmower. Yeah, oh, like yeah. anti-plastic. <laughs> yeah, and the master's probably bloody made one. Yeah, yeah look, he can't be second last for me. Yeah, no, me neither. Oh, okay. He's the original. His master was good i liked yeah. him i loved him in the the autons one i thought he was scary and a spectacular performer roger delgado mm. was a wonderful actor and he, he really brought a lot to the role he yeah. did and and the the chemistry between yep. he and john pertwee oh. was amazing sure. Genius. Sure. Yeah. so i'm sorry he's he's not maybe that'll change when i actually watch an episode with him but you know i i just feel hey, like i fine. i just feel like what from what i know about the master from the classic series uh, my opinion is not going to change. I'm not going to like them better than the current You can't the current help masters. it. You're, you're young and uneducated. Yeah. I'm a product of my generation. I, I do remember watching an episode of the TV show The Professionals that he was in mm. as as like a, just a, a, like a hotel manager or something. And I remember sitting there the whole time watching that episode going, when's he going to turn into the master? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's going to do something. Like he'll be the baddie. And he wasn't. He was just this lovely hotel manager that was just a background character. Uh, he's, he just... Uh, it was really sad that the character that he passed away because mm. it would have been interesting to see what they would have done because I'm sure yeah. he would have looked at some of the plots they gave poor old Anthony and yeah. gone, I ain't doing that, baby. <laughs> yeah, but okay. he, they had such a, was such a good connection or chemistry between sure. them. My number five is the uh, Julia Roberts' uh, brother. <laughs> oh, sure. Right okay. yeah. <laughs> Eric Roberts. Is, is Eric Roberts' look. You want to say no nuance? I just, <laughs> I did not get it. It was awful. Yeah. I'm sorry it was awful. I, I don't know. I haven't seen Eric Roberts in a lot of things. Maybe no. he's a better actor than I thought, but no. okay. Have, have you cool. seen A Talking Cat? Uh, <laughs> no. Is that a mo- name of the movie or are you just asking me if I've seen A Talking Cat? I've got a cat? talking dog out the back, yeah. 10 bucks. It's it's A Talking Cat is a uh, like a very low budget film, which he does the voice of The Talking Cat. Of course, yeah. Oh. And it sounds like he basically recorded his lines lying in a bathtub <laughs> over his mobile phone, like, What's the uh, excuse me? What's the best way for me to record my lines in a studio? Fantastic! I'm going to the bathroom and uh, I I will be taking my phone with me. Yeah. I thought he was a. I mean, the the movie is the movie's awful anyway. Yeah. But he was a terrible master, and you know, it's I haven't got the big finish one that they've brought back with all the masters because I've always found the master a bit shit. But anyway, 
it'd be like all a whole Cyberman collection yeah. for me. I'd be like, yeah. Well, he he does do a lot of work with a company called Asylum Asylum Pictures. Oh, they do those no. they do those mockbusters. Oh, no. He'll often show up as like a research scientist or a or an army general. Oh, okay. Right. Well, it's a day's work, you know. He was in Batman Begins. That's right. That's which is an asylum was. picture. Yeah. <laughs> Another asylum film. Uh, yeah, well, I agree with you, Noki. I've got him at number five too. But I, I hold him as an actor in higher esteem than you do. Uh, the problem with <laughs> the master in that film is not Eric Roberts because he is – he is grabbing that scenery and chewing every part of it yeah. he can yeah. find. Yeah. Every piece of scenery. Why, and that's why I give him props because, yeah, when he gets dressed up in that Time Lord outfit, oh, yeah. he is chewing the scenery, <laughs> baby. Yes, yes, he is. But your criticism of John Sims, I find that with his performance in this. Yeah, yeah. So. well, I think, like, that the, the blame lies not with, uh, not with Eric Roberts but with the script because it's like – it's a confused mess. Oh, yeah, totally. Oh, particularly yeah. the master because, like, he's dead, but now he's a snake, yeah. like a, a jelly snake, mm. and then someone eats a jelly snake, and then he's a evil. Oh, I'm never evil... going to be jelly snakes again. Because <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you might turn into the master. He's an evil Whoa. ambulance guy wearing leather and sunglasses oh, yes, like the right. Terminator, and then he's like, then he's like the – the master we all know and love just with a crazy, crazy, stupid plan. And he's the only guy who can get into the TARDIS without a key. Yeah. Nobody else, even the doctor, can't get in yeah. without a key. Well, he didn't – there was a key above the thing. He could have just oh, – anyway, yeah. they literally wrote in a way for the master to get into the, the TARDIS. But he gets into – anyway, yeah. Uh, sure let's not were, let's not rehash that movie. They were drunken on a train when they wrote so that So that story. movie has problems, but Eric Roberts is actually one of the high points for me. In I that. think – what they did with the movie was they went, how can we make this as widely understandable yes, as yes. possible? So they put in a, mm. in inverted commas, human villain. Yeah. So mm. a Time Lord villain. So they can go, this guy is like this guy, but evil. Yeah. Get yeah. it, yeah. Americans? Uh, I think what they really did is they, we have to make this as 90s as possible. <laughs> make this, can we make this more 90s than it? How can we get it? Eric Roberts, get him in there. Okay, okay. Leather jacket, sunglasses. Yes, yes. Keep going, keep going. It's all happening at night. Yeah. Dutch angles. What do you mean Vanilla Ice isn't available to write a song? All right, we'll do it without him then. Okay. They made it very much for an American audience. Yeah. And yeah. it was never going to work. No. That, the Americans have got their own, you know, franchises like Star Trek and stuff, and they're perfect. Yeah. But this is English. And if you Keep look at English. the production of the movie, like what they were working on, the movie actually looks fantastic because the crap they were trying to do, yeah. they were going to rewrite the entire history of the show. They were going to mm. reboot the series. Like, it's actually amazing that it adheres so close to the TV series, mm. you know, in its current form. So. Yeah. I, I think it would be like taking Star Trek and trying to make it English. It wouldn't work. What, yeah. you mean like Red Dwarf? <laughs> but still, that is so English. Basically, you know? the same show, really. Yeah, really yeah. I, I just think you've got you can't you can't take that essence out of mm. any of those shows, whether yeah. they're made in America or. In so you UK. all agree, uh, Eric Roberts is your number five. Yeah, uh, yeah. Actually, I'll put him. I'll put him at number five. Okay, sure. I like him. Sure. But uh, compared to the others, I've got seven people on my list. So. Oh, God. You've got a stray. You've got a random master. Sean Connery wasn't the master. No. Right? <laughs> you just wanted Stop him it. to be the master. Uh, well, mentioning Eric Roberts, number four is Eric Roberts for me. Basically, I gave it to him just because he chews up that scenery. If Anthony Ainley had to chewed up that scenery, you know, maybe he'd be a little bit higher, mm. you know, like a Eric Roberts did. But, yeah, for most part of it, he is pretty flat. He's pretty bland. Uh, you know, there's a bit of fun at the end, but, mm. you know. 
you know, it's it's a long movie to get there. Eric Roberts, brother of Julia Roberts, played the master in the 1996 TV movie Doctor Who. In order to cast Paul McGann as the eighth Doctor in the movie, the producer, Philip Siegel, had to agree to cast a well-known actor as the master, which led to the casting of Eric Roberts. <laughs> Well, a somewhat well-known. He's Julia Roberts' brother, okay? How are these two things connected? It's Somebody like... get me Stephen Schwarzenegger. <laughs> oh, Stephen Seagal's busy. Well, we'll get Eric Roberts. Uh, a talking cat? Are uh, you will obey me. He was nominated for an Oscar in the 80s, so True. also, you know, like... Oh, he was quite good in the 80s, but then, I mean... Charlie Sheen was good in the 80s too. I mean, Nick Cage Platoon used to be a fantastic amazing, actor, know. you know. Like, he wasn't doing the budget movies that they do today. Yeah. Oh, so. you have to see Willy's Wonderland. If you're a fan of Nicolas Cage, it is spectacular. Oh, is that the Five Nights at Freddy's? Kind of. Yeah, Five Nights I've at heard of it. Okay. I've heard of it. He doesn't speak throughout. Oh, fantastic. Oh, well, I might enjoy it then. That's how interesting Eric Roberts is. We got on to <laughs> Nicolas Cage. <laughs> Who would have been a really good master in the television. Oh, would have been a yeah. chewed up scenery. That's If you like chewing up scenery, Nicolas Cage would have chewed up every yeah. bit of scenery. I haven't done any research on Eric, but I kind of had a feeling that he might have gone off track at some point in his personal life. Did he or not? Or am I mixing oh, I him know. up? I don't with think he's ever done anything that someone else him to be cancelled or anything. Oh, okay, I must be mixing him up with Charlie Sheen, who, <laughs> yeah, was, yeah. who was really good in Platoon, <laughs> and that's it. So Nakia, who who would your number four uh, master be? Uh, it would be John Sim. John Sim. Okay, sure. Yeah, and the same sort of reason the the second his second outing was awful i i blame the script i guess but him being everybody and he was just as nutty as a fruit i don't i don't stuff, think his second so. outing was the worst thing ever but it wasn't it, it wasn't, wasn't his, up to the first wasn't outing his yet. best performance because i like john sim as an actor and i really enjoyed him playing off against peter capaldi and yeah. missy michelle gomez yeah. i thought that was so good. That was his best outing as the master, though, in my I opinion. think it was. Yeah. yeah. It definitely, like... Growing the beard and putting on the eye makeup. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he was fun the, in the first one, and he mm. was scary, but he was a little bit of a lunatic. He didn't have any sort of... It was like John Farnham. You know, John Farnham just oversings from the opening <laughs> note. It was just a bit like that. But, yeah, that was his best one. But, yeah, he'd be number four for me. Brad? Okay, number four for me is Roger Delgado. Ooh. Uh, just because I have never seen an episode <laughs> with him in it. <laughs> and yet he's number four with a bullet, baby. But I, he originated the character. Yeah, true. Yeah. So yeah, give he it gets that out of respect. Him. Respect that is denied Props. Anthony Aisley. But uh, I realise I actually have – I probably have eight people on my list. Oh, you just <laughs> – every. <laughs> time we come back to you, you've added someone else. You're just yeah. making up names now, yeah, aren't you? Brad, yeah. I have never been the master. Take me off. Christopher the list. Reeve was never the master. <laughs> okay. Where are you putting these people? Betty, Betty Roger Delgado never the master. gets Take respect, off. respect from me for being the originator of the master. Mm. Sure. I watched some clips this morning. He was he seemed quite charming yep. and very, very over the top in his own way. But I'd have no practical experience because I started watching or two after he died. So mm. very little chance for me. To, I mean, it's not Unless like the ABC runs, ever yeah. repeated no, no. Doctor <laughs> Who. 
So I never got to see the older episodes. So that's a quick one. Scott, number four. I think I'm going to put... I'm going to put John Sim there as well. Sure. I just... I didn't engage with him the way that I did with the others. He didn't He didn't seem like Moriarty to Holmes, yeah. to the master, yeah. to, the, to the doctor. His plot was political. Like, it's it's like the same reason I, that I'm not a fan of a lot of the, the Lex Luthers in film is because mm. the film Lex Luthers seems to be just, oh, I'm going to do a real estate scam. Yeah. Mm. Like it, it really didn't feel like a superhero, super villain to a superhero. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It, they always, they, it always seems a bit blah. Their plan, doesn't it? Yeah. I, I'm just going to. Oh well, every man his dog's done that one. You dickhead. You yeah. Know? You want something interesting. I like. I kind of like that, you know, where he becomes Prime Minister because it's, it, it really cemented to me like, oh, the Doctor doesn't want power, but the Master does want power, you know, mm. like, so, yeah. Anyway, mentioning John Sim, John Sim is my number three. Oh. So, there we go. He's now my number three on my list. John Sim was best known for the TV series Life on Mars. Love when, that show! When Sorry. he was cast as the Master in 2007. Yep. He later returned in 2009 and 2010 for David Tennant's final episodes of The Tenth Doctor, his final on-screen appearance as the Doctor was in 2017 when he appeared against Michelle Gomez. World Enough in Time and The Doctor Falls currently remains the only time that multiple masters have met each other on the TV series. That makes me want to go back and watch that again. Yeah, yeah they didn't even do it in Five Doctors. No. No. Well, that reminds me that I did not actually think of that uh, particular adventure with the two, Missy and the Master, <laughs> which would have probably got Mr. Sim up a little bit Oh, higher. well, you've done it now. What's your number three, Brad? My number three. Oh, it's Anthony Ailey. Hey. <laughs> Uh, okay, now, Anthony, this is oh, like- Oh, you're being serious. I thought I you were am, joking. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, I, this guy is the doctor I grew up with. Okay, sure. Yeah, okay, yeah. So, he was- The thing about him is he was not very good, but he was always fucking there. He was always there. <laughs> like, he was like a cockroach, yeah? Yeah, it was like- and he first appeared in uh, Keeper of Traken, I believe. Mm-hmm. And the way he comes into existence, so I'm going to talk not as an actor, as a character here. He uh, he takes over the body of Nissa's father. Yep. Yep. And that is some weird, that's just some extreme body horror shit going on there. It is for Nissa. That's literally yeah. Hellraiser shit. Yeah. yeah. So, like, it's already you have your corpse transforming into your your father who is now an evil mastermind <laughs> trying to tr- destroy the universe or take over the universe. He basically kills the fourth Doctor. But he still kills him by accident, really. The yep. most favourite Doctor of, of all, all time. time. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Until recently. Sylvester McCoy is now the most popular Doctor. Hang on, hang on. So just where, where do you get that information from? Do you have multiple I sources? I, it was, I heard her on this show. <laughs> <laughs> was that your episode? <laughs> Uh, yeah, so he killed he killed uh, Tom Baker's doctor, and he came back. He teamed up with another evil Time Lord, the Rani. Yep. In an episode True. which I have not seen, but I think you don't often get multiple evil Time Lords teaming up. And of course, classic series final story survival featuring the Master mm-hmm. as the big baddie. Yeah. Was so, that Time and the Rani with the two of them? I can't remember. Probably. Mm. Someone someone who's listening to this podcast is like, screaming at us them. now. Yeah. Ring us now. If you're right listening in. to this podcast, give us a call. Let us know. Please call 555 The Past. <laughs> our, our, our operators are standing by. Please ring now. Please let me go. No. Other version of me. We told you you're standing by. You're so, standing yeah. By. 
respect for Anthony Ainsley. Sure. He was one of the one of the longest serving. Yep. Mm-hmm. And although his doctor yes, was his master terribly written, he always looked like he loved being evil. He was like uh, John Sim. He had one one personality trait, and that was evil. evil. Yeah. And he loved it. He was just like, yes, <laughs> I am evil. Yeah. Oh, what? What? You want me to do something evil? Why, yes, I will. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's true. He, that was all he had. There's t- I always have two questions about him, right? Yeah. He took over Nissa's father's body. body. Yeah. yeah. Why did he cut his hair? Because Nissa's father had long hair and then suddenly <laughs> he had short hair. What, what was he thinking? He could have run around being Nissa's <laughs> father, but he, he went to the barber and got a haircut. Number two. Your, <laughs> wait, sorry, sorry. Your first complaint is he didn't continue to still look like Nissa's father. His tonsorial change has really gone up your bum. I would like to know. See, he doesn't think things through. <laughs> I mean, he was a pretty big deal in Traken. He went, oh, no, I'll cut my hair off. I'll run away. I'll... I'll shrink somebody who's going to hold the universe <laughs> together. The only reason he gets to kill Tom Baker is not because of some huge plan, mm. but because he happens to be standing on a ledge, the doctor slips, and he doesn't help him. <laughs> this is it. Evil plan, evil. baby. You've fallen into that, his trap. It's still, <laughs> it's still only manslaughter, not murder. Yeah, yeah. All part of his plan. Oh, what a coincidence. Oh. <laughs> Here I am, and I could save you, but I'm not going to. Oh, it's just fallen into my lap. I didn't plan this all along because I'm evil. <laughs> now I'm going to go get a haircut and drive Nokia crazy. But, but oh. exactly, that's the thing. He's like, the doctor slips and falls, and he's like, yes, this has been my plan from the first day I met you, doctor. Yeah. And he's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, there was, it was just raining. Yes, that's, I've been meaning to do this. That's all right. The doctor could trip and fall, and the master would go, oh, yeah, no, that was my I plan. Was in the next star system <laughs> when he slipped and hit his head on the toilet. Just like my plan. It will always bug me that he cut his hair. But anyway. <laughs> anyway. That's, that's, that's what you take away from that. Oh, it pissed me off from the get-go. So <laughs> Just... it would be interesting to find out if there's been research done into that, whether someone goes, well, he cut his hair because he didn't want to look exactly, even though it was well, the same body. Or... And then he turns up and says to Nisra, oh, and she goes, father, and then, he had long hair. Father father with short hair. My father has never, ever cut his hair. <laughs> did she say, oh, you're doing something different with your hair? No, she did not notice. Is Hello, there a father. cut scene where he visits the barber? Nope. Yes, a literal nope. cut scene? Yeah, yeah. It must be like the hair follicle shrink. And the- oh, he uses tissue compression limit on his hair. <laughs> on his hair. <laughs> Maybe he did. Just a bit of a dickhead. <laughs> All right. I just don't get Who's it. your number three, Nakia? Look, my number three is, this is hard because yeah. my top three I really like. My number three is going to be, oh, Roger. Yeah. Roger Delgado. He's wonderful and I really liked him and he made the role his own, but you're right. He mm. is a product of the 70s. Yeah. And, you know, we wouldn't have great masters if it hadn't yeah. been for him. Sure. Anthony only tried to kill the character off in our minds and hearts <laughs> and didn't <laughs> succeed. Uh, but Roger is wonderful. So he's my number three. I, I kind of put him on an equal footing with my number two mm-hmm. just because of for performance. So I'm I'm the same. But Roger Delgado is probably the master I've seen the most of, not counting modern incarnations that we've probably watched a couple of times. Yeah. But out of the out of the classic 
masters. It's probably the master I've seen the most. Just the he's the one that stuck in my mind. Sure. And then when I got to see the next one, and and I. I was little and I thought, wow, he got really shit, didn't he? <laughs> and then you realise that it's, you know, a different actor and, yeah, and, yeah. and you go, oh, okay, yeah, now I get it. To me, to me the problem was like watching John Sim, you know, my number three, mm. this super evil character and then everyone's like, yeah, it's the Doctor's nemesis. And then we go back and watch the classic series and it's like, really? Mm. This is the guy? Mm. He's just like a, just a generic like guy yeah. who, you the, know. The disconnect between the modern shows and the, and the, the yeah. classic shows can also be described with a couple of other fandoms. Okay. So for example, there's a, a movie that's come out recently. Well, I say recently, uh, in sort of modern times, which is called Turtles Forever, which is a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles mm. film. Okay. And it, it, co- it covers all of the various different versions of the Turtles, including the black and white ones that Eastman and Laird Ooh. did. And oh. there's a part in the show where cartoon Shredder mm. meets the more modern Shredder. Mm. And the modern Shredder goes, so what was your plan? And the cartoon Shredder goes, oh, I, I don't know. I'll just drive my Terror Dome and try to kill the Turtles. <laughs> And that's the extent of his plan. Whereas the modern Shredder was going to take down, like, the communications around the world yeah. and was going to do this. Like, the, yeah. the modern plans were so much more evil than the, mm. than the old plans. And then there's a beautiful moment I saw on the internet where it was the Cesar Romero Joker sitting with the Heath Ledger Joker oh, no. across the table. Oh. And it's like the Cesar Romero Joker goes, you killed a guy with a pencil? I was just going to turn the reservoir into jelly. Yeah. <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> that's but so that, funny. That's true. I mean, even the doctor in those stories w- was, you know, he's not as sophisticated because yeah. they're a product of their time. Yeah. So. Mm. But, I mean, but, you know, I do understand that things have got more, you know, extreme over the years, but I don't feel like Anthony Ainley played a Moriarty to no. the doctors, you know, like when he just like, oh, oh yeah, no, that no. was my plan. Mm. Uh, what, the rain that just happened? Yeah, yeah, that was my plan. <laughs> That's right. He just That's didn't right. have any, like, yeah, anyway. The doctor's going for a walk near a ravine. Ha-ha, that's my plan. Yes. Oh, he he didn't fall off the cliff. Ha-ha, that was part of my plan. <laughs> yet. He didn't yet. fall off the cliff yet. <laughs> he may not yet fall off a cliff, but there's a cliff. All right, we're getting into the top two. My second favourite doctor is Sasha Dewan. Sasha Dewan first played the character of O, an MI6 agent who has been an ally of the Doctor. At the end of the first part of Spyfall, O is revealed to be the spy master. At the end of the season, in The Timeless Children, the master takes the Doctor back to Gallifrey to reveal to them the secret of the timeless child and why he destroyed the Time Lords. As of this recording, Sasha Dewan is the current master. He is. I love Sasha Dewan. I love the reveal. I love not knowing that the master was going to be in the new series. Overall, Spyfall is is fine. Yeah. It's not amazing. But I just, I really do, I really just cement. I went back and watched that last that reveal over and over again because it was just like, oh, my God, this is so cool. And he's been in the whole thing. He's been beside the Doctor the whole time. And he gets revealed and it's like, yes! Were you surprised every time you watched it? <laughs> I was. I, wow. I used the MI, uh, the Men in Black thing to uh, erase yeah, my memory. Nice. Then I had to remember who I was, where I was. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just don't mix up the neuralizer with the tissue compression. <laughs> yes, when yes, yeah. I often rewatch my first uh, 
wedding video <laughs> and, and it always ends with her saying I do. Oh, I hate no. it. Always. It's like, yeah, oh, next time, next time I'll be next free, time. but no, I'll, no. I'll rewind it. Oh, shit. <laughs> and you, you want to go back and re-edit it so you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I do, I don't. I do not. <laughs> uh, all right, well, who is your number two? My number two is, uh, look, this is hard, but yeah, my, my number two is Missy. Okay, sure. Ooh. I love Missy. That's wrong. Missy is a nah. great no, Hear me out, gentlemen. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Missy is great. Missy is fun. Missy yeah. is chaos. Totally. Missy makes you laugh. Missy has. <laughs> Missy is scary, uh, and she has, you know, she has redeeming features. She she tries to be a better person. She did literally have a redemption towards yeah. towards the end, and I absolutely love her. Mm. But I'm sorry, Sasha's master scares the shit out of me. <laughs> and that's what I've been waiting for the master to do sure. ever since Roger. He is so, uh, I never know what he's going to do. Yeah, he's unhinged. Well, Agent of chaos. He is, but without being full on, you know, chaos. Yeah. He has these quiet, yeah. you know, and you go, oh, <laughs> if, I, if I saw him, I'd run a mile. I'd throw Anthony. Aimly at him and keep going. <laughs> it is really hard, but I would have to say that, yeah, they're very close to each other. But sure, I of course. love Sasha's portrayal. Uh, Scott, who is your number two? Okay, so I've got a little bit of a thing. I'm going to add in just because I, I really put Derek Jacobi on the same level okay. yes. as oh, yeah. uh, as Roger Delgado simply because of those last three seconds when he transforms into the master is more master than anyone else lower down the list. Okay, that's that, interesting. That change is incredible, yeah. isn't yeah. it? And that's down to the performance. The performance of Derek Jacobi is stellar. That's yeah. like finding out your sweet old grandpa was like a nuts killer. I was a Nazi. And you're like, what? Yeah. yeah. And you'd be proud if he was a Nazi killer. Yeah, yeah. yeah Nazi, a Nazi. So I put Sasha Dewan at number two just because and, and it's not it's not a big gap between him and Missy. Is not it for my me number either. one? Mm. I found him a little bit melodramatic. Okay. Mm. So there's a there's a little bit of a top end of his performance that just goes a little bit over oh, yeah. what I see as the master. There's a little bit of lack of control at the top end of his performance. Okay. Uh, but I still love it. It's, yeah. it's brilliant. But he's not quite perfect. He's very close. Sure. And I should I should say we uh, we didn't include Derek Jacobi on this list purely because he literally only plays the master for like three, <laughs> three seconds. seconds. Yeah, yeah, the three three seconds that a- Anthony Ainley should have watched. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If we if we wanted to play pe- other p- people that the master was impersonating, it, w- there would be a much bigger list. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we're not including Professor yeah. Yana. Yeah. And obviously we're not including Big Finish, where he's gone on to play the War Master. And also there's one moment you know, with uh, Sasha Dewan that I burst out laughing. Uh, simply because when it's revealed that his house in the outback <laughs> yes. is his TARDIS, yes. <laughs> I was reminded of a television show, a science fiction TV show made by the ABC in Australia from mm. many years ago, showing my age now, called Watch This Space with Paul Chubb, where he plays an alien from outer space whose spaceship transforms into a house and he gets a housemate. Oh, <laughs> so a, a little bit of the elan of the master was worn off for me by the fact that I was reminded of a quite bad sci-fi yeah. comedy show from the 70s. To be fair, it is a little bit silly when they're on the plane and he's just revealed he's a master and they look out and it's a, like a house just spinning and I yeah. was like, what? Yeah. 
Yeah, Wizard yeah. of Oz action. Yes. <laughs> Pop culture reference. Uh, Brad, who is your number two? Number two. Okay. So uh, I am cheating because I have uh, five people left on my list. So. <laughs> <laughs> I told you Betty White was not the okay, master. Okay. So if I was allowed to pick Derek Jacobi, yep. it would be Derek Jacobi because sure. yeah. he is, you may not be aware of this, an actor. Yes, he is. And an actor. he is a real actor. And he does, before he plays. The master for three seconds. He plays <laughs> Dr. Yana, a kindly old gent who yes. is lovely and mm. wonderful and mm. good. And then he becomes the master and the transformation is so complete yep. and so instantaneous and so good. I would be banging the table right now if it didn't mess up the recording. <laughs> <laughs> because he is a fucking actor. He and is he an actor. Act real good. I should say, I didn't leave him off this list because I don't like him, okay, guys? <laughs> it's literally just because John Smith says in that episode that he and the Doctor are two separate characters, so therefore yep. when he's under the chameleon art, he's a different character. Don't at me or do at me. At least I know then people are listening. I'm anyway. at you right now <laughs> Okay, in your face. I'm atting you personally. <laughs> oh, but don't you think, Sasha... When he he gets revealed as the master, oh, it's great. There's this, yeah. there's this thing where you go, oh, no, because you've liked him so much. Yeah, and but, and that's and, and, the, gets and, the, and the good thing about that is he has been the master. He hasn't been like, mm. oh, I don't remember I'm the master. Mm. He's been the master, being nice, helping them out. Yep. And then at the end, he's like. Oh, well, I guess you found me then. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's you know, yeah, it, I, I, I love it. Yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah. Since I'm not allowed to choose Derek Jacobi at number two, <laughs> I will in fact instead you choose Jonathan Price. <laughs> oh, God. He's not on the list. <laughs> he is, he embodies the master. He embodies the classic master better than any classic actor that I'm aware of. Yeah. And I saw a fantastic behind the scenes video mm. from Curse of a Fatal Death where he talked about his the method mm. that he used to reach the uh <laughs> reach the acting uh place that he needed to do that, which was looking at a photo of the doctor for a little while. <laughs> and that's all the research he did. And then he just like went out and killed it and was you know it, Scott. It what he was the doctor. Oh, no, the he master. was the master. He Ooh. was the master. Oh, Twist. He was the doctor as well. Yeah, well he's got the last. Everyone was the doctor in oh. that show. But, yeah, so uh, Jonathan Price, fantastic with his uh, I will. I will agree bumps. that Jonathan Price for me is better than any of, up to and including Eric, Eric Roberts. He is the okay. better master. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so. Okay, but since I can't choose Jonathan Price as number two. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Abigail from number 96 wasn't the master either. I'm going to choose Michelle Gomez. As number two. As number two because she acted as well. And as was mentioned earlier, she had a character arc. Mm. She wasn't just, I'm a crazy, crazy evil man who eats chicken. Nom, 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 nom. (laughs) From a den. But she, she, she started out devious and evil and she, she was very duplicitous. 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 I'll say that someday. She killed Osgood. Yeah, yeah, she killed yeah. Osgood. Yeah. Killed, Many people, yeah. She killed Danny a lot Pink. of people. She did a lot of Danny bad Pink. things. Uh, what, what That Cyberman episode where, you know, you still can feel things after you die, yeah. which is nightmare fuel in itself. Mm-hmm. And then she then she changed and she became good and then she became evil again and then she was really good and yep. then she did yeah. a heroic sacrifice. These are things that make good characters and good actors yeah. and yeah. that's what I – so, yeah, and she was a lot of fun as well. As she was yeah. fun 
and she, for, out of the modern masters, we saw more of her mm. than we have of any of the others. There was a lot more of a a, a, ch- a chance to grow. Yeah. You know, I love it when she was being executed and, and they say, oh, can we talk? Yeah, knock yourself out. No, really, literally, knock <laughs> yourself <laughs> out. Yes. I, I did. I'm, yeah. I loved her. I loved mm. her character. But for me, the master should scare the shit out of me and sure. Sasha scared the shit out of me. Missy, she scared me but not. Mm. Not in that way. And yeah. they're very yeah. close, very, very close. Yeah. yeah. And and the reasons you have mentioned uh, Missy as your number two is why I have put her as number one. Whoa. She is my favourite master. <laughs> I love her so much. Same 2014 here. saw the introduction of Peter Capaldi as the 12th Doctor, and in his very first episode we were introduced to a mysterious character named Missy. I've got, I've got a little bit of background there that I got from Michelle Gomez when I hosted it for Supernova. Ooh, okay, let me, let me finish we this go. and we'll get to that. The go. character was teased throughout the entire season until revealing themselves as a female incarnation of the Master. Gomez's last episode of uh, Doctor Who was The Do- Doctor Falls, where she stabs the John Sim incarnation before being shot down herself. Mm. I love that season you yeah. know going back and watching deep breath it's it, 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 you forget i forgot that we spent the whole season going who is this person you know throw i'm sure there were people who were like instantly like oh it's the master anyway oh, blah, no, blah, blah. people were guessing the rani yep. yeah um, you know which i'm surprised we haven't brought the it's rani back interesting that you mentioned that mm. Mm. yes because um michelle said when we were having a chat and she mentioned it in her her talk, yeah, that at the start of that season they weren't sure mm. whether she was going to be the Rani or the Master. Ah. So she could have gone either way. That's no, I, I'm so glad they made her the Master yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah. because she had plans. She had good plans. Yep. You couldn't trust her. You'd warm to her a little and yep. then she'd trap you in a Dalek yeah. and tell the Doctor to kill you. I mean, she yep. was yeah. fabulous. To me, Michelle Gomez, you know, and I knew her before Doctor Who as a comedic actor yep. and she brought that comedy, yeah. you know, which, which, t- which tempered the dark side when she was, like, murdering people. And, yeah, she was, like, a full-on – she was like the Joker, basically. Basically, the the mm. Doctor Who's version of the Joker going mm. around doing crazy stuff just for the fun of it. Mm. You know, you did. She was unhinged. She didn't know what she was going to do next. Mm-hmm. She one one time, and then and then obviously she becomes sort of good, but it's like tenuous. You don't know if she's going to continue. Like mm. you constantly be on tenterhooks, being yeah. like, "Is she going to murder me?" Also, to carry on the the Sherlock. She'd be Irene Adler. Yeah, yes. Is that the woman who owns the house that Sherlock lives in? No. no. I thought no. I thought you were talking about Carry On Sherlock there the- for a second. <laughs> she was his girlfriend. Oh. It was also kind of But it was evil. always evil. Oh, yeah. okay. In the, I it was think in the books. Yeah. Right? The one woman that he had respect for, yeah, apparently. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. So Sherlock Holmes, misogynist. Yeah, totally. Yeah, oh, super misogynist. Yeah. 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 Oh, they made him a super misogynist. They yep. gave him an outfit and everything. Yep. Yeah. He's like a little domino mask and a cape. <laughs> Get yeah. those tits out of here. He had an outfit. He was just anything from a, a man war between eighteen twenty five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's how and, you could tell. And twenty twenty one. And. <laughs> And as, as you said, Scott, you, you, that's your number two as well, correct? No, no, she's my number one. Uh, number oh, one, yeah. yeah. Sorry, that's your number one. Yep. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, yeah. she. Uh, every everything that she did from a story perspective and a performance perspective <sighs> was spectacular. Yeah. There, there was not a beat that she missed. Mm. Uh, whereas a lot of some of the other masters were really good at the story stuff, others were good at the performance stuff, and there didn't seem to be someone that was quite as good 
for both. Sasha Dewan comes really close. Mm. Uh, and one of the things that I like about the Sasha Dewan master is they've, they've kind of done that Doctor Who thing where they went, well, he's been in a Doctor Who thing in the past. We're going to bring him in. So he was in Adventures mm. in Space and Time. Oh, yeah, he was too. He played, he the, played original the original director. Yeah. director. yeah, yeah. So they've kind of, I like that. So wait, that was the master who yes. directed yes. the early Doctor Who episode? That was his plan. He took a mask oh off God. and it was Anthony Ainley. Yeah. And he was trying to kill the first Doctor who was <laughs> yeah. starring in the, yeah. oh my God. By only having one camera and a really shitty uh, Yeah. <laughs> then when they killed off the first Doctor and he was like, yes, I've done it. Now were like, we should recast it. Like, no, <laughs> they foiled my plan. Oh, God. What a no, great show that would have been. I'm, it's so close for me between those two. Yeah. It really is. But, yeah, I just I went with who scare, who would scare the shit out yeah. of me in a, on a dark night? I mean, Missy would too. So I think, I think we, we kind of know your number one. Mm. Sasha Anthony Ainley. Yeah, Sasha. Anthony Ainley, that's right. <laughs> Anthony Ainley. Anthony Ainley. Without the haircut. Without the haircut. <laughs> so Sasha Dewan. And all right, Brad, do you want to tell us the 16 different people that you put on at number one? No. Why, yes, I would. I would love to. Okay, so I noticed that because I'm very disorganised, sure. I didn't have Sasha Dewan in my list. <laughs> so he gets a... Uh, Honourable mention. But you've got Betty White. <laughs> you don't have him on your list. He gets an honourable mention for existing. <laughs> no, it says B. Arthur. Uh, yeah. Where would you have put him? Okay, here we go. Prepare for controversy. It's basically John Sim again. It's oh, exactly okay. the same as John Sim, except looks slightly different. Crazy man. You complain about Anthony Ainley shrinking things, uh, Nakia, but uh, he, that's, that was all he did. Mm. Just shrinky shrink. He was a shrinky dink. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. Is someone speaking on this <laughs> I, I, can't, I can hear this kind of farty noise and it's gurgling. So yeah. I say, good on you, Sasha. You did great work. I feel like Sasha Dewan did what John Sim did, but way better. So that's okay. why I put him at number two anyway. Well, I I, I acknowledge his existence is what I'm saying. So, so good. So you, you not only not only have you uh, put in people that weren't on the list, you forgot one of the people who was on the list. This is amazing. I love this podcast can i be in it again i'd love to i'd love to see your list of uh, you know you, you wrote down the list of the masters as i was saying them and i just look at it and you've got our four names there and it's like no we're not the master mate excuse uh, me adam i would like to acknowledge <gasps> brad just really oh, i thought you were going to uh, just a bit of a turning up i thought really? you were going to reveal yourself as the master i am the master Okay, I've dressed up as the master. Does Shrink that count? me, yeah, baby. it was amazing. We will share that that picture again because it's okay, amazing. So, costume. congratulations, Sasha Dewan, for being part of this podcast, this list that I've made. But the winner is, of course. The guy who played the doctor, uh, no, the, the master in the Deadly Assassin, the corpse oh, guy. <laughs> of course, sure, who's, corpse guy. Who's not on the list? Anyway, it affected Brad so much. No, okay, because as I mentioned earlier, that was for me for the longest time, for several years. True. That was the master, mate. That was makeup. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, you realize that master, the master is a uh, fictional character. Um, what? What? Uh, Peter Pratt is the name. Peter of the Pratt. Okay, so I had no context. So imagine this: you're a twelve-year-old boy. You're watching a show about some magical uh, hobo who lives in a dumpster, and this guy, this skeleton guy, shows up with bug eyes, and is like, "We must kill the doctor," and like. You say, holy shit. Where and steal guy? his mojo. Geez, <laughs> yes. Skeletor, what are you doing yeah. here? Yeah, exactly right. It's like it was so out of – because I had no context. I had no idea that he used to be a suave, sophisticated guy. Sure. 
I just knew he was this crazy corpse guy who had a hard on for killing the ma- uh, for killing the doctor. Uh, so I'm getting those two mixed up all the time because they're so close. So yeah, for me, when I was growing up, that was the master. Wow. I had no other, and so for me, that's what imprinted on my imagination from when I was a kid. And he was super spooky and creepy. <laughs> and when he took over uh, Nissa's dad, that was like, well, I felt I felt funny inside after he got that. his haircut. Yeah. Uh, well, when? When did he get a haircut? But look, I agree with you. That's the first time I remember seeing the master and going, oh, yeah, he is kind of spooky yeah. because he, he looked. Yeah. And I knew he was going to kill somebody, mm. you know, and, and take their body because he'd run out of bodies. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, no, so I, I, right. well, I get thank, that. Thank you, Brad, for breaking all the rules. <laughs> breaking all the rules. That's why you have him on the podcast. Yeah, exactly. Right. You are the miscreant. Thank you. I am the miscreant. Yeah, so hats off for that. And, of course, yeah, just like the, the – <laughs> Wait, is there still more people on your list? How many people are Let on your list? Steven Spielberg was a great master. Hang on, he's down to a second page. I've covered everyone, but, yeah. Okay. Rotting corpse and his bug eyes and the fact <laughs> and just for look was so like this was sure. allegedly a kid show yeah. from British TV and it was a rotting corpse <laughs> wearing a spooky cloak which is and that cloak man that's put it over the top to number one for me just that cloak alone <laughs> amazing oh yeah the, uh, the, I've got a picture here on my my notes here and it's it not only is he rotting but so appears the the cloak appears to be rotting as yeah, well yeah it, it was it wasn't like a nice new one. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he wasn't wearing a hoodie like John Sim. Yeah. Yeah, so. I think maybe you need some counselling for this, Brad. That's my outlier. But <laughs> hang yeah, on, number hang one. On. So that master was Darkman. Ooh. I've got nothing further with yeah, that. That's it. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Darkman or Darkman? Darkman. Although I have one other thing to add. Uh, out of all of the people in the room, who's actually been touched by the master? <laughs> Michelle Gomez touched me on my leg when we were sitting together on stage. So. Well, we should say, is that the only master you've met or have you met no, that, more? that's the only master I've... Oh, no, Eric Roberts did come out to a convention, but I didn't get to actually meet meet him. It was just basically just an autograph. Ooh, but there I've you go. I've met two of the yeah, masters. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Anyone else met that's, any masters? No, no, no masters. I met a couple of doctors. Yeah. Was and Luke Perry a master? Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> All right, before we go, I thought we would just mention our favourite moment of the master I, I, i've got one I've yeah got go one. for it and like to be fair i did rate, rate anthony ainley quite low on my list mm-hmm. uh but his is his is one of my favorite moments in the show where in doctor who and the five doctors he disarms the chessboard trap by oh, dancing yes. across it with a lovely smile on his face because he knows <laughs> that the, the, it's easy as pie mm-hmm. uh, i that one that moment stuck with me for quite some time, so much so that whenever I've run a D&D game, there's generally been a chessboard trap. <laughs> and do you go, it's as easy as pie? Yes. Cool. <laughs> Nakia. Oh, it's so hard it to pick. There's, I've got Missy moments. I've got, you know, Sasha moments. Oh, look. Mine's going to be Anthony Aisley's. <laughs> yes. Oh yes. God. Yes. Oh, And it's going to be. My favourite master moment that is so bad it made me laugh (laughs) and it's when he is supposed to be French. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. They've given him some sort of prosthesis. Yeah, they tried to to hide him even though it's so obvious it's that guy. I didn't even know what he he looked like and I knew it was a fucking master. He has 
therefore the worst <laughs> accent that is not French, that is not English. He can barely open his mouth and we're supposed to be scared yeah. of this guy <laughs> who's going to stop the first version of the Magna Carta. That's it. No, 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 not stop it. Delay, delay it. Delay it. Delay it slightly. I, I, I am sorry. Yes. Delay it. And the whole time I'm watching it, I'm just thinking, you suck. <laughs> you really well, suck. Well, considering we're picking moments that aren't very high on this list, my, one of my favourite moments is Derek Jacoby turning into oh, yeah. John Sim. Yeah. yeah, true. I love that. It was, it was, yeah, it was a great introduction and I was like, oh, there's tension and what's going to happen in the next two episodes. But I also get, love uh, the reveal of O as the master. Yeah. I've watched that multiple times. That is one of my Still very, very chilling. favorites. And Missy, uh, world enough in time where she saunters in to the thing and the doctors like let her be the doctor basically. And she's like, hello, yeah. I'm Doctor Who and this is my companion and this is exposition. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I do. I do. And, and when she's being uh- – when she's about to be executed. And can we have some timer? Knock yourself out. No, literally knock yourself out. Love her, yeah. her dialogue. Brad. You pipped me. You pipped me, Adam. It was uh, uh, Michelle Gomez pretending to be the doctor. Yes. Yeah, like, it was like, <laughs> That's that, pretty good. That was good. But uh, I noticed you didn't give your favourite Anthony Ainsley moment. Oh, uh, sorry, because I haven't seen it. Oh, Anthony Ainsley, yeah. Uh, well, anyway, I don't have any. Okay, so, <laughs> so second top is, of course, uh, Michelle Gomez being uh, the doctor. And the second, uh, the top moment is, I think, you can help me with this, Scott. Sure. I think when uh, Peter Davidson regenerated mm-hmm. and he had all these images of his companions showing up before his eyes saying, Doctor, Doctor, yes. you're going, oh, you, you have you to survive, live. Doctor. And then the, the 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 master shows up and says, "Ah, die, die, you motherfucker!" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's so cool. I believe motherfucker was edited out of the yes. BBC. Yeah. <laughs> die, doctor, die! It's like even when he's just trying to regenerate, this guy will not leave him alone. Uh, fantastic. Also, are we supposed to believe that the doctor is imagining those characters? So he's a he, not only is his mind like, well, I've got to include the master, oh, of course, but also, well, the master wouldn't would care <laughs> would want me to die, so I. I better, I better be true. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and my other one I've got to say is um, a Sasha moment with the the guy, the Cyberman. You know, mm. the scarred Cyberman. First time I've ever been really scared of a Cyberman because you could see the person inside. Yeah, when he shrinks him, shrinks him down, and he thinks that he's going to blow up himself yeah. and everyone, yeah. and he has that. Ah, oh, you know, he wants to die. Yeah, it, he's. He's really scary because he has no interest in living anymore. That I thought was really good. He just has those moments where he talks to the doctor with Jodie and you can you can see respect or something and then he's off on his planet again. I did love that moment. I yeah. love that cyber. All right, that's our episode about the master. Oh, I have something that I wanted to raise oh, before. Sure. Oh, I, yeah. I have other that. business I'd hey, like this to isn't on the table. Agenda. Oh, yeah, uh, uh, I'll allow it. I told you, if you want other business, ring me. I'll put it on the agenda. For okay. God's sake, Brad, you make the meetings go for hours. This could have been an email. As <laughs> we record this, we are three days away from the next series of Doctor Who dropping. That is correct. Yes. So, do you think the master's going to show up in the next Ooh. series? Good question. I hope so. Yeah, yeah I, I hope, hope so, so too. Well. Yeah. I only say that because I have not seen any of the previews, but I saw a still from one and it had a corpsey looking <laughs> guy in it. 
And I was thinking, is that the master? Is that, am I bringing back the original, the best master? Yeah. Well, Jeffrey Beavers is still alive. Like, it could still be him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. i got a caveat on that. Yes, I want the master to come back. If it's Anthony Ainley, no. <laughs> he's dead. So he literally would be playing oh, a course. Thank God he's not going to be offended that I don't like him. I would love the master to come back. I'm not 100% sure that I think that it will mm-hmm. come back. Maybe in one of the specials. I don't know, but yeah. yeah. Should RTD keep Sasha in the role? Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah yes. absolutely. Yeah, have some continuity. That's what I liked about Anthony Ainley is that he lasted forever. He was, he was, he, he crossed over with four doctors. Yeah. Wow. That, Brad, that's because everybody else read the scripts and went, fuck off. <laughs> Actually, he crossed over with five in the five doctors. Oh. He did. Oh. Well, oh yeah, that's you right. wanted nerd offs, Nakia. You got every fucking nerd off on no, the planet. No, drop the stink bomb and get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> Although technically, if you want to be really, really nerdy about it, he did only cross over with four because Tom Baker didn't appear in that. <laughs> but he did cross over with Tom not Baker. In this yeah. And if you put, if you're going to consider it that way, then he also crossed over with uh, who came after. Oh yeah, he crossed over with the other two, Colin Baker and. Sylvester McCoy, so yeah. that makes seven, Six, seven do- doctors. Yeah, seven doctors that he he crossed <laughs> yeah. over with. Seven, yes. seven doctors, and he, uh, and he uh, raised uh. on seven, eight doctors. Eight doctors crossed over with Jodie Whittaker. Seven doctors, and he was still shit. There you go, <laughs> uh, Brad. Would you uh, do, uh, do you think the, do- the master is going to come back? Oh, you said the corpse. Yeah, I I, I don't know whether he will or not, but I I'd love to see a corpse doctor shambling around, <laughs> yeah, uh, of course, master shambling around. But yeah, I think they should bring back Sasha and give him some more stuff to do. Directed by Tim Burton. The Corpse Doctor. Yeah. <laughs> or actually, not really. Didn't Tim Burton not actually direct? Anyway. anyway. You just out-nerded yourself, man. Boom. I've got a question. Mm. I've got a question for the group. What would your master name be? Ooh. Ooh. I, I know what mine is. I can go straight away. Yeah, yeah that'll give me an it. idea. The Micromanager. Ooh. Ooh. Nice. So this is your evil. Yeah, evil Time Lord name. Yeah. Mm. I can still I've, go. I've got I one. can still go with the commander. Either way, really. <laughs> I'm the same. The miscreant. <laughs> uh, it, it, fit, it fits all situations. Yeah. But one of you has a mustache and a goatee. Yes, yeah. indeed. And the other one has the opposite, uh, just like sideburns, <laughs> mutton chops. Yeah. Well, I think mine might be the smartass. Oh, nice. Just something to do with that because we were all talking out on a work meeting and they were talking about what do you do when you're in lockdown and mm. one guy was saying, oh, I love to do jigsaw puzzles and I do the outside first. And, and you masturbate. Know, yeah. <laughs> and it'll take me a couple of days to find it and then you'll finally find that one piece. I find and, that and masturbating while doing the jigsaw puzzle makes it a mm. little bit more difficult to do the jigsaw puzzle. <laughs> but and they, you can stick wife- it together. <laughs> Sorry, Nikia. Does your wife steal? at least one piece that you need. And he went, oh, no, she wouldn't do that. And I went, I would. (laughs) I would. It's like ripping out a page of a book you're reading. The last page. If Dave was doing that, I would steal it. And then I would help him with it going, oh, I wonder where it is. Oh, it must be here somewhere. Yeah. And I'd have it in my pocket. Does, it, does Dave listen to the podcast, <laughs> Yes, he does. Well, there he you does. go. You know, I think, I think what would be worse is not stealing the last page, but just a page in the middle because you yeah. would flip it over and keep reading and be like, that doesn't make sense, and go back and you would be like, what? That's a t- but if you if it was the last page, you'd know that the last page was missing. That's yeah, true. so something like that. I often play tricks on Dave that Jesus. are very amusing for me. Oh my and, God. You know, if he's got a drink, hide it. Oh you know? 
nice. Drink it while he's not looking. Uh, well, based on the idea that, you know, the master is supposed to be the opposite of the doctor, my evil Time Lord name or, or the counterpart to me yep. would be the jock. Okay, yeah. And it'd be a big, like, football bro, and yep. he'd be like, Ugh, and I'd be like, and that's all we do all episode. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, I'd be the trickster. And he would just beat me up, and then basically he would win, and I'd be like, no, okay, I'm smarter than you. But then I'd punch him in the balls, and he, yeah. I, yeah, I play dirty, so. Yeah, so your plan to, to stop the doctor would be brute force. Yeah. Yeah. Mine would be I would hide the things he needed and then <laughs> laugh about it for ages. So like, you're Anthony Ainley, like, fantastic. Yeah. Like companions, <laughs> all sorts of things. And whatever happened, I'd just say. What would you do? Uh, whatever happened, I just say that was part of my plan. <laughs> Both as the as the miscreant and yeah, the miscreant. The, yes, that's right. And Scott, what would you do? Well, see, as the host, uh, I think the the way the micromanager would defeat the host mm. is by just like top loading him with like call sheets. <laughs> and, and, um, and having to, to fill out health and safety documents every time, like he walks into the room <laughs> and brushes the door, so that's a, that's a health and safety violation. I like that. I like that. Yeah. Red tape. And this is how I would shut the commander side of me down because every time I'd have a plan, it'd go wrong because something was missing or hidden. <laughs> or- <laughs> All right, thank you so much for joining us. That's a good question. Uh, Scott, do you have anything you would like to plug? Uh, at this point, I haven't got anything, any big shows coming up, but we may yet, as Act React, be re- doing Die Hard the movie the play at the powerhouse so that's in very very tentative negotiations at the moment sure oh, it's Fantastic. tough isn't it in yeah. this environment and you can find uh, Scott Driscoll actor performer on Facebook on Facebook mm. yes. oh by the way Scott if you were playing football we could all go and it'd still ge- go on <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. doing anything with the arts fuck off yeah Exactly. (laughs) Brad, is there anything at all you would like to plug? Well, yeah, I think I write and draw my own comic books. Uh, (laughs) What? This is news? This is news. But I have available now at redbubble.com some great T-shirts made of old comic book covers that I have made funny by changing the words on, and no one has bought any. So maybe (laughs) if I tell someone about it, that'll happen. Have you told anyone about them? I I have. I've posted it on Facebook, but that's like just yelling into the void. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Uh, So if you go to Redbubble and search Edge Comics, E-D-G-E-C-O-M-I-X, no space, and there will be T-shirts of retro comic covers that I have made hilarious by changing the words, and they look great uh, T-shirts for summer because, good God, it's hot. Yes. It is. I'll have to have a look because I get T-shirts from Redbubble. I got this one from Redbubble. Oh, look, we're just, we've had to have a little break from uh, the Neighbourhood Watching with Beck and Nick podcast mm. because of my injury. Not because I can't podcast, but yeah. because I then have to edit and I can't sit for long yeah. periods of time. So we're having about three weeks off so I can slowly, uh, without pressure, yep. get a few more episodes going. You can catch the hosts on Facebook at Nakia Shit Comedy and Adam O'Sullivan Comedian. D4WH is on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. The podcast is available on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and many more. Nakia also hosts Neighbourhood Watching with Beck and Nick, looking at the weird and wacky neighbours just over your back fence. Available where all podcasts are. Adam regularly works with Big Fork Theatre in Brisbane. You can find him in some of the online shows on the Big Fork YouTube channel, and he also has sketches in the Get It In Your podcast. If you enjoy D4WH, please consider jumping onto our Patreon and donating. We release episodes early, and for as little as $5 a month, we release mini-episodes in between our normal episodes. 
D4WH is part of The Nerd Infinite, which can be found at thenerdinfinite.com. Thank you so much for joining us, Scott. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us, Brad. Fuck you. Thank you so much for joining me, Nakia. <laughs> fuck you, Brad. Thank you. Oh, sorry. I mean, fuck you. <laughs> uh, until next time, keep searching the skies for the Doctor. Goodbye. Goodbye. This has been a production of The, the Nerd Infinite. <laughs> and then the sound of dragons spitting fire and stuff. What? Why are you looking at me like that? I use the same stings that I have since, since, since the since same shame shings. I use the same stings. <laughs> Actually, I, I know it's hot, but.